Hello, welcome to the Probe Dental Podcast. I hope you're all feeling good. I hope you're feeling happy. And if not, hopefully today's show can put a smile on your face. I'm James Cook and today I'm speaking to Megan Fairhall. Many of you may know her already. Uh, she runs the hashtag Live to Smile Dental brand. Megan qualified from the University of Portsmouth back in 2010 with a degree in dental hygiene and dental therapy. She since developed the Live to Smile brand, whereby she utilises social media and online marketing to attract new patients, focusing on her teeth whitening treatments. The part of dentistry that she, as we'll discuss later, discovered that she had a real passion for. Hashtag Live to Smile has since been introduced into three different dental practices, one of which is on the famous Harley Street in London. Subsequently, Megan was approached by Philips, so a big global brand right there, uh, to represent them as a key opinion leader. Megan has since been working closely with Philips on several projects, one of which included taking part in a documentary of the BBC surrounding the issues of legal teeth whitening. Megan now runs whitening training courses in association with Philips for dental hygienists and dental therapists, helping to uplift and inspire them to elevate their careers within dentistry. Megan also works with the prestigious toothbrush brand Regenerate as a keeping the leader, helping to raise awareness to the consumer on acid erosion. This has led to several exciting opportunities for her, including a worldwide feature in Virgin Atlantic's InFlight magazine. Megan's latest project, her hashtag Live to Smile Dental Beauty Box, is another passion of hers. It's helped to educate and inspire the public when they purchase dental products, advising them the dental products they need combined with the beauty products they may want. Uh, it's a very good conversation we have today. Um, it's one of my personal favourites. Um, Megan tells us a bit about her background and her work as a dental hygienist and therapist, but how early on she wasn't so sure about her career choice and decided to steer it in a slightly different direction, um, exploring the teeth whitening side of things in particular. She talks us through her career development there, how she became involved with Philips, um, what inspired her to start the Live to Smile campaign and what its aim is. We also talk about her teeth whitening course, which recently has taken a bit of a turn and is now run online due to the pandemic. So we talk about what approach she takes with whitening treatments and what potential students can expect from her courses. So today, a very good conversation. I really enjoyed it, so I'm hoping you will too. Here's my conversation with Megan Fairhall. Hi, Megan. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today, James. This is great. Thank yes, you. absolute pleasure to, to have you. I mean, I thought we could start by uh, telling our listeners a bit about your background and, uh, and your work as a dental hygienist and therapist. Sure. So um, I qualified about 10 years ago now, 2010, which is crazy, um, from the University of Portsmouth as a hygienist and therapist. Uh, for me, I went quite quickly straight into private practice um, because as a hygienist, you end up mainly doing private work. Um, I wasn't doing a lot of therapy at the time, uh, which is always a shame, I think, for us therapists to never quite utilise our skills as much as we would like. Um, and I just kind of got into the flow um, of being a hygienist. But after a few years, I, I quite quickly got a little bit kind of bored of it all. And I just wanted a bit more from my career path as such. And there's no real set career path for us as hygienists and therapists. You kind of, you can, you know, start off with a good qualification, go in at a good wage, but there's no set ladder to climb. And I think as quite a, I don't know, like a focused person, I needed more from what I was doing. And um, so 
from there, I decided to explore the whitening side of things a bit more. You know, I knew it was something that, as a hygienist therapist, it was a treatment that we could perform um, under the prescription of a dentist. And again, us and dentists are the only people that can legally be doing this. So I wanted to really utilize that skill set that we were able to do. So I took myself off and did some training in whitening. Um, and yeah, from there, I just quite quickly started to implement it into practice. Um, and then I just realized how much this was just more of a passion of mine, perhaps, than some of the other parts of dentistry that I'd been doing. Um, and I just wanted to do more and more of it, really. Um, so that kind of started me out, I'd say, um, on my pathway. Um, and then since then, just so much has happened and, you know, things that I never really even dreamt of happening um, when I was kind of training at uni. It was always just like, get through university, get through university, um, get into practice, you know, get some experience. And then from there, I've just started building on different things, really. Fantastic. It's, it's interesting what you say about, obviously, there's no set career ladder as such for, for a dental hygienist or therapist. So more like you kind of had to find a niche to mm-hmm. sort of specialise in and, and build up from there. How, how I mean, how, how did your career development sort of come about? I mean, was it sort of when you were at uni? Was it was it when you were in the practice and you kind of found that passion? I think that it was definitely a bit of like soul searching almost, you know, like figuring out what is it that I really enjoy within dentistry. Like there's been times within my career that I've really not been enjoying what I've been doing. And I thought, you know, I worked so hard to get this degree and I want to now utilize it. I don't want to walk away from dentistry. You know, I, I have that passion behind it, but there was elements of it that I just wasn't enjoying anymore. And I think it's so important to enjoy what you are doing on a day-to-day basis. You can become very bored, very frustrated if you don't. So I just, I recognized that within myself and I thought only I can make this change. So I just, you know, I, I thought, what what are the, the avenues that I enjoy? And I just explored those more um, because there are different, like a lot of different aspects to dentistry. So it's just about exploring those and then figuring out what it is that you like. And I think that as a, hygienist or therapist obviously there is the kind of the general hygiene side of things there's more in depth you can go with perio um pediatric dentistry whitening cosmetic skincare there is a lot more now than there ever was 10 years ago as well more and more doors are open and there's more and more opportunity for hygienists and therapists as it is which is amazing um because it gives us you know more choice in what we can do but it's up to you to figure that out and and decide what it is and sometimes it might be trialing a few different things until you find what sits right with you and um, so yeah it was just about figuring out what I enjoyed and for me whitening was such a, a thing that patients really enjoy the whitening process they love having it done they're so excited about it um, they're so grateful afterwards because they love what you've done for them you know it's a nice simple kind of minimally invasive treatment that can get amazing results for a patient and for their confidence so to be able to do that, it kind of opened up another insight to me of how dentistry, the cosmetic side of dentistry especially, can really change people's lives. Um, so I just wanted more of that, and I wanted to help more patients and give more patients those feelings um, about you know what the whitening can do for them. I mean, I think it's great that you, you obviously had those feelings. You know, perhaps it wasn't quite what you were expecting. And instead of walking away, you've kind of explored those niches found one that fits you um so i mean when you when you once you decided okay sort of teeth whitening was what you wanted to focus on i mean how how did you come about that decision and then uh, i mean how you know what was the first step that you took 
the first step was obviously doing some training. So as um, hygienist therapists, uh, whitening training isn't something that is covered at university as like a syllabus, whatever. Um, so you have to do additional training to be able to carry out whitening. That's part of like, the GDC's thing that they say. Um, so as long as you're trained and you're indemnified, then you can carry whitening under the prescription of a dentist. Um, so yeah, I took myself on and often did that training. And initially it was just about asking all my current patients that I already had in surgery about teeth whitening, just kind of putting myself out there a little bit more. And a lot of patients do already ask us a lot about whitening, um, especially as hygienists. They, it's something that comes up in conversation a lot. So, you know, I thought I've already got however many patients a day in my chair that are already invested in their oral health and their teeth because they're here at the dentist. Um, so it was just kind of opening conversations with them to start with. Um, and, you know, that just you know, I was doing more and more whitening treatments then. And I just wanted to, you know, think, how could I do even more? Um, and then that's when social media was quite, not new, but like still in this earlier days, I guess. Um, and I started to kind of build my own brand around my treatments and what I was doing and kind of advertising myself on social media channels because I just saw it as a, a really opportunity to reach out to new patients um, and back then when I first started doing that which was probably about five or six years ago now not many other kind of dental clinicians were doing that like more and more are now massively which is amazing because I think it's such a great platform um, you know for, for any kind of service-based industry like if you have a service that you're selling like it's good to be advertising and marketing yourself and educating patients and things as well so that was definitely something that opened a lot more doors for me as well is by starting the social media and you know doing this to get new patients through the door um that started to that was probably the next step that really then changed things for me thanks it's great to hear that you i mean you use that platform it's available to everyone um, especially I think with, with dentistry especially cosmetic dentistry it's such a visual you have visual results so yeah. you kind of want to show those off yeah definitely like it's important to showcase those before and afters because so many people they look for reviews when they're buying they they want to see what you can do and that you do it well so they'll be looking at different clinicians in their area or even within the country and you know they'll travel to go and see the one that they think has the best results or best reviews so yeah it's really important to showcase what you can do fantastic so i mean has that that's that kind of led you to where you are now and uh live to smile yeah so i thought i wanted to kind of build a brand around what i was doing um because i guess maybe i i didn't know exactly where it would take me kind of you know five years down the line but i wanted it to take me somewhere and I thought by building a brand, that gives me more opportunity to take that brand into different things moving forward. Um, so that was the kind of aim, but I didn't know exactly what that aim was, but there was something. So I decided to build a brand called Live to Smile, um, and I wanted it to be a kind of more of a lifestyle brand. I wanted to break down the kind of negative cliches that are often associated with dentistry to make us more relatable, um, approachable, you know, I wanted to showcase myself in a sense online because to show, you know, I'm I'm not scary. It's it's nice to come and see me. I'm I'm a friendly face. Um, so it was about breaking that down. Um, and again, at the time, especially reaching out to the more millennial generations, um, that um, you know, cosmetic dentistry is 
getting younger and younger and everybody, you know, because of social media and, you know, the Instagram effect and selfies and filters, everybody wants a nice smile both on and off kind of social media. So it was about that kind of generation and reaching out to them and they became my target audience, which I think, again, within dentistry, a lot of the time that wasn't people's target audience. Um, So it was again doing something a bit different and a little bit outside of the box um as such with it all um but that that's what kind of started things for me um and then now I think I then started working in London so I live in Bournemouth um and I work at a few clinics in Bournemouth um but I wanted to kind of be in London and I I would never probably move to London now it was always something that I thought I might want to do but um my partner who's now my husband like his businesses were down here in Bournemouth um so we were we'd never kind of moved but I wanted that snippet of London lifestyle so I started working at a clinic in Harley Street in London which is an amazing clinic um very well run and just everything is just beautiful there um so I felt very lucky to be working there um and that was enough for me to kind of get a bit of a London fix just going up there um but that again opened more doors for me because I was working in London. I was, you know, working at one of the top clinics and stuff. So, the kind of starting with the whitening, starting with the social media, now working in a London clinic, all of this thing, you know, it was all about a bit of a rippling effect. And then it got to the point where Philips um, reached out to me because they kind of saw what I was doing. I was constantly tagging them on social media and talking about Zoom whitening and doing loads of cases. So they then reached out to me and said, look, we love what you're doing. Um, we'd love to work with you. So they asked me to be a key opinion leader for them, which must have been about oh, three or four years ago now. Um, and then from there, that has just, again, opened even more doors and so much more opportunity. And I've done some of the most incredible things um, with Philips from you know, speaking at lots of conferences, loads of press articles, um, we've done beauty conferences, not just kind of dental ones as well, which is great because that's something for me that I've always really tried to collaborate dentistry and beauty together. That's almost a bit of my niche along with whitening is um, kind of collaborating the two because I think that people in the past haven't thought about looking after their teeth like they do their hair or their nails and they spend all these this money monthly on these other kind of beauty things but the teeth don't always align with that whereas I think that they should to some extent obviously there is a massive health part of it as well but from a beauty perspective it can really align with that so um, being able to do conferences and things uh, within beauty as well has been you know just some again a real passion of mine so to be able to collaborate the two is a real passion um, and just things that I've just really enjoyed and things that have challenged me as a clinician as a person because having to you know publicly speak um even like doing podcasts and things like this you know it's there's there's so many opportunities I think when you can align yourself with a brand as well they have this amazing platform um and also working with a brand to create change within an industry within communities within people um has been an amazing experience and something I'm so grateful for as well I suppose this is the thing you're working with a big brand like that like you say they have that platform they've kind of they've got a a big voice I mean I I could have started a podcast without 
working for the probe but nobody would probably want to speak to me i doubt anyone would listen <laughs> but then because i say you know the probe's obviously well known um you know has a lot of readers and has that audience already that's i guess what phillips provides um to yourself would that be fair yes definitely yeah like they've they've really kind of helped elevate things um and my career for me and hopefully i give them lots of good ideas and you know things as well hence you know it's a two-sided thing as such um but yeah it just it feels great to be a part of something so much bigger than myself or my and if i work in or any you know it's just like the bigger picture um of all as well being able to kind of help on a bigger scale is something that i think is like I, I need to be doing that. It's like a fulfillment thing to be able to help more and more people, the wider the reach, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, how, you said they got in touch with you. They they saw you on social media. Is that right? They they saw you tagging them? Yes, yeah. And then um, they asked me for a meeting. So we met in London. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of, like, flown and, like, developed from there. Um, and then more recently... Well, I say more recently, it's probably about two or three years now, I've been doing their whitening training courses for them. So again, that's kind of been another kind of ongoing effect of, you know, it is a bit of a butterfly effect kind of thing, you know, everything is, is linked. And that again, for me has, I always said it's one of my favorite things to do is the whitening training courses. I absolutely love it. Um, Because Again, to be able to help and inspire other dental hygienists and dental therapists is what I feel is a big part of my career path now. Again, not something I necessarily would have thought I'd be doing when I was at uni, but it's it's really kind of, I suppose when I was first qualified and again, the, at that time, if I go back to when I was born, I was frustrated and I thought, what am I gonna do? I wanna be able to help other people that are at that point now and go, well, actually, there are lots of things that you can be doing. like again it's, it's up to you to make those changes and find that pathway but there are lots more opportunities now and if I can just help to change someone's perspective on that and and change how they're working or their career then that's what I kind of work for now as such that's just the best thing that I enjoy doing I wanted to ask you about the the teeth whitening course actually because it's, it's moved online hasn't it due to the pandemic yeah, um, so it was probably a few weeks into the initial lockdown, and I thought, I thought it quite early on, and I thought, you know, I'm going to try and take these online. It's possible. I can do this. It needed a bit of figuring out, um, and I just started again advertising it online and things via social media forums, and I could not believe the response. Like it just went crazy, and I thought, wow, this is just like unreal how many people are interested in doing this online. So as much as obviously everything that has been going on over the last six, eight months, whatever it's now, has been kind of, I don't even, I don't even probably put a word to it because it's just been so difficult for so many people for so many reasons. But there was a positive for me in this. And to be able to help people at a distance, at a time when they probably really needed it more than ever as well, again, was something that I was so grateful that I was able to do. So we were doing, like, one course every week for about six, eight weeks on the straight, like, through lockdown. Um, 
and yeah, it was great, and it gave me motivation, and I think that's something else, like, I love to do the courses, because afterwards, I feel pumped from it, I'm like, yeah, I feel motivated, because as much as I can sit on this podcast now and say, oh, yeah, I've done this, and this is great, and this is great, like, doesn't mean I'm motivated every day, doesn't mean that sometimes I don't struggle to, you know, get pen to paper, or or start a project, or get up in, in the morning sometimes, you know, it is, it's a motivational thing sometimes, and if I can just help a few other hygienist therapists, then that's definitely something that I, like I say, I find is a, a passion of mine as well now, more than I ever would have realised. I, I love your honesty there about, you know, you finding it sometimes a, you know, a struggle. We all do. I mean, I think that's something that gets <laughs> forgotten, especially in the social media age when everyone's highlighting their best selves. <laughs> um, you know, we all, we all go through the same struggles. I think especially during kind of lockdown and the year we've had, which has been, as you say, so difficult for so many people in, in different ways as well. Mm. It's uh, it's good to kind of remember that and I think have that perspective, but then at the same time, make sure you're finding a way to kind of motivate yourself or, or to help others. So, exactly. I mean, what, what kind of approach do you, do you take to whining treatments uh, and what can potential students expect from these training sessions? Um, so I think one thing that I think actually two things that I always think is so important when it comes to kind of whitening treatments is people kind of think that it's a one-size-fits-all when it comes to whitening treatment like oh here's your whitening trays or yeah sit have a zoom off you go every case is different every person is different and it's important that if you want to be getting the best long-lasting results for your patients that you really hone in on treatment planning for each patient individually so I think that's one thing that is a massive part of the course kind of different case management's um, and how you can approach those. And a lot of that, obviously, with me has come from experience. Um, so I just want to be able to pass on as much experience as possible um, during the courses, so very first-hand and things. Um, another big thing is with whitening is sensitivity. So um, sensitivity is something that can occur during the whitening process. And I think unless you have made sure that you are either preventing it or managing it with your patients, then again, you, you're possibly not going to be getting the results you want because if people are getting sensitivity, they're going to stop, they're not going to get the results. So by managing and preventing sensitivity as much as possible, you're going to, again, make sure that you're getting the best results for your patients. And in doing these two things specifically, that is also going to be getting the best results for your patients. But then word of mouth, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, I saw this person and they did this and they did this and I've got great results. So I think it's also a reflection on you as a clinician as well. So for me, that's like two of the big things that I think a lot of clinicians miss when they're doing whitening and they just go, oh, here's your whitening trays, off you go. So covering um, those in, in great detail is probably two of the biggest things. Um, but there's so much of, on the course. It's a four-day course at the moment. Um, and we cover like the science behind whitening, and the different types of whitening that, that are available, the percentages, the laws on whitening, um, the flow as well, like the patient flow. So... I think that's always quite important and quite insightful for others to see. So from a patient contacting me to the review appointment, like all the way through. So it gives that kind of step by step um, so that it's just a good way for you to then go or for people to then go away and implement it straight away into their practice. And I, I really try and encourage that with people is to go get straight out there, get doing the treatment. You know, even if it's practicing on friends and family, get yourself out there and just start. Because once you start something, then it will flow. So rather than just kind of thinking, oh, I'll do that next month, I'll do that, you know, just get going with it all um, as quickly as you can. So yeah, there's loads of different aspects to the course. And 
um, the end part of the course as well, we go through um, a bit of marketing and let's say how to implement it and things as well, because I want to be able to give the delegates the science behind it and the information how to do it. But then I want to give them the how to actually get going with it and get patients through the door as well. So I think a lot of people come on the course not necessarily for that marketing aspect of it, but actually they leave the course thinking that was actually really insightful and it gives them some kind of steps to literally just implement it straight away. Um, and a lot of the feedback has kind of said that as well, how interesting they found the marketing side of things. Excellent. So, I mean, obviously with, with yourself and, and your brand, Live, Live to Smile, uh, is it hashtag Live to Smile? Yeah, I started it off with the hashtag because that's when like, hashtags were like, quite new as such and I was like yeah I'm gonna put a hashtag in front of it <laughs> but yeah it's kind of just stuck <laughs> that's fine I mean obviously you know highlights it when when you post on there uh, on social media and um, but can you tell us I guess give us a bit of an overview of exactly what live to smile is and, and what it's what its purpose is well as I said like it started off as a kind of um, a lifestyle brand to kind of break down those barriers to dentistry and reach out to the millennials and kind of convert them into patients, but also to help educate them and inspire them, um, and also very heavily linking it with the beauty side of things. So the brand, the brand is kind of built around obviously dentistry, beauty, and myself. Um, from there, um, probably it must have been nearly coming up a year ago as well. I launched um, my Live to Smile Dental Beauty Box. So that is a um, beauty box. And there's lots of different boxes, subscription boxes, gift boxes out there at the moment um, and have been for a number of years. But I saw that there were a few dental ones coming to, to market and then there's a lot of beauty ones out there. And again, as I said, something I've always been really passionate about is dental and beauty. So I decided to collaborate the two and um, put it all into a very beautifully designed, bespoke design box um, that can be ordered online and sent out you know, yourself as a gift. Um, and I'm just looking at the moment at turning it into subscription service. So it, it contains all the dental products that you need, as recommended by myself, a dental professional, but also some kind of fun, inspirational beauty products that you might want that, again, make dentistry a bit more fun as such then. So that's um, been another project that I've been working on um, for a few years, but I launched it nearly a year ago now. Um, and that's just been a bit of a sideline on top of everything else, my clinical hours, my courses, my brand work. Um, but it's something that, again, I really enjoy. And this is perhaps one of those things that I said at the beginning that I wanted to start a brand name for something bigger, but I didn't know what. And it's evolved into um, this side of things, so more product um, and helping to reach out to more than just my clinical patients. So I, I'm helping people again on a bigger scale. I'm going... You can buy this. It, you know, if you get it every three months, you get your toothbrush head replacement. You get the toothpaste that you should be using. Um, so it's educating and helping other people again more than I can just within my clinical time. Well, that's great. I mean, obviously, you're not getting very much clinical time at the moment either. I, I, yeah. I guess following lockdown and <laughs> multiple lockdowns now, different tiers. Um, I, I think it's great. I mean, I absolutely, you know, I love and admire the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I think it's great that you've kind of evolved in that way as well and kind of found new areas in which you can help um i mean just to i guess kind of wrap things up i want to I'll go back to a point you touched on earlier so obviously you're very passionate about the beauty side of things um and you've mentioned that kind of tea for the last thing that i guess people maybe think of why, why do you think that is do you think it's to do with cost 
think it's kind of society, the way we've been educated, I guess, over the years on what dentistry is. Or, um, But I think that's massively changing. And again, so many more clinicians are online. We are all spreading this positive oral health message and changing the perception. You know, we're challenging it and we're changing it. And I think that is amazing. And I love that as a profession, I feel like the energy is so much higher and positive than it's ever been. And especially through this pandemic that we've just experienced, I think as uh, professionals and as a profession, we have all come together so much. And I love that. Like, you know, again, another positive to kind of take from this kind of negative situation is you know, we've all kind of clubbed together, been there for each other, the support on the forums, the support on, you know, Facebook groups, Instagram, WhatsApps even. Um, it's been amazing. It really has. Um, yeah, so if there's anything positive that we can kind of take from that, I think that is one of them. But yeah, I think that's been a huge aspect on why the perception of dentistry is changing because of the amount of um dental professionals online educating patients and kind of showing them what it's about excellent i mean i suppose you know the from the patient side as well seeing each other like we are right now you know kind of via zoom or microsoft teams uh, and you, you get your own reflection back probably shows you <laughs> what you look like to other people yeah exactly like people are so much more conscious and again with kind of these influencers and the kardashians and all of these different things, you know, they, they all have a huge influence on us, hence the whole influencer term, um, as a society. So it's definitely something that is at the, more at the forefront of people's minds than perhaps it ever has been before. I've kind of read, following lockdown, they expect kind of more cosmetic dentistry to be the, I guess, the next boom within yeah. the industry. Um, it is, like you say, it's going to be the next driver. It's, you know, it's not going to be... Um, I guess kind of mandatory appointments and oh I need a root canal I better go in people are actually actively looking to make their smiles look better and I think as long as that encourages you know good oral health which leads to overall you know good health uh, it's definitely a positive thing yeah because even if like people are going to the dentist or hygienist and um, about these cosmetic treatments they require a checkup beforehand we're educating them constantly on their brushing so there's you know it's not just when they come see us it's not just wham bam slap on some veneers it's the, there's a whole treatment plan and process behind it that is the best safest most effective way for them to get the results as well and again i think it's so important that it's us dental professionals that, that are the ones online giving the correct advice because there's so many kind of gimmicky products influencers giving the wrong advice it's, it's really important that we stand up as a profession and give the correct information to patients um to make sure that they are getting the safest kind of and best results that they possibly can, particularly when it comes to kind of these cheap cosmetic gimmicky things that people also might be buying into. Of course, you are a dental professional, so any advice you're putting out there on social media is definitely something that everybody should be paying attention to. Um, where can we find you online? Um, so I have um, my Instagram, which is just Megan Fairhall. Um, and then Facebook. Um, I also have a website as well, which is www.livetosmile.co.uk. So on that website, I kind of have um, everything under one kind of platform with my courses, um, information for patients on whitening, and then also my dental beauty box as well. So I've kind of kept everything on one um, page.
page there for people to get all the information. Um, so yeah, that's mainly where I am on online channels at the moment. Fantastic. Well, I hope everyone um, goes and checks that out. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here, Megan. You've, you've definitely you've been a great conversation. So um, I hope we can speak again soon. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Probe Dental Podcast is presented by the Dental Awards. The Dental Awards is the original and most respected awards programme in British dentistry. 2021 marks the 22nd anniversary of the event and over the decades it has recognised the outstanding individuals and teams whose commitment and drive continue to raise standards throughout the profession. The Dental Awards is attended each year by more than 600 clinicians. Winning or being a finalist is a tremendous accolade and provides a massive publicity boost to the profile of your practice and your team. After all, who wouldn't want to be treated by the dentist or dental team of the year? For more information about entering the 2021 Dental Awards, please visit theprobe.co.uk slash awards. That's T-H-E hyphen P-R-O-B-E dot co.uk slash awards.